Hey, friends, it's such an honor to be able to spend some time with you again, and uh, I just counted it as an incredible privilege to share with you where my heart was at not too long ago, and to be asked to do it again, I was genuinely overwhelmed by that, and just so thankful. You guys got to know that in your church, you have some of the most incredible leadership on the planet. You have genuine men and women of God that are heading that thing up, and I celebrate that place. Man, I, I want to be like them when I grow up. I'll tell you that because they are some of the most exceptional people. And I've met a lot of pastors. I've been to a lot of churches. I've been in a lot of different kind of environments. And as we get into today, I just want you to know that you can trust your leadership, that you have truly exceptional people over there, some of my favorite people on the planet, and I would love to be there right here in person and be able to spend some time. Maybe, Lord willing, that will be able to happen along the way, but I'll take this. I'll take this moment to be able to share this time with you, and I count it as a great honor to do that. I would love to sit at their feet and learn from them, and guys, I encourage you to get plugged into your church, to get plugged into the things that are going on there because God is on the move. Incredible things are happening and they're happening right there where you're at and you're a part of that and you are called to that. And so I bless what God is doing in your life. I bless the leadership there. I I agree with God's best for you. And as we get into today's message, I pray that it's a blessing to you because I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, as we get into this message, I'm going to come to you as an amateur. I'm not coming to you as a professional, uh, but there's something that's stirred in my heart that has captured me. And the last time I had the privilege of sharing with you, uh, I felt kind of a mess and not just kind of going into the love of God and and trying to share what was burning in my heart at that time, and I hope it made sense to somebody out there. And as I looked into this invitation, I thought I will be a little more articulate this time and and have, you know, some some great things to say. Uh, And I wrote down some ideas and thought I had something really nice, but the truth is I felt like the Lord led me to be a little more raw with you again. And so I hope it makes sense to you because I'm on this journey. I don't claim to be an expert on what I'm sharing with you. And so I, hopefully it, it inspires you. Hopefully it causes, causes you to press into God even more than you already have and to go further in God than you already have and that uh, my limitations on understanding do not inhibit you but somehow would inspire you. And so that's my prayer today as we get into this message that is just kind of where I'm at. This is, this is where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of sharing with you my personal journey and the things that are stirring in my own heart. And so I'm going to ask the Lord to help me because he knows I need help. And uh, so Holy Spirit, would you please help me? Help me to, to share the things I, I felt like you wanted me to just be open, to be honest, to be transparent with some of the journey that I'm on right now and the things that are stirring in my heart. And I, I'm not coming to them as an expert on this. I'm, I'm coming to someone as a learner, as someone who's wanting to pursue truth and to go deeper. And Lord, I'm sure there are people that are watching this, that are further along in this journey than I am, that wherever people are on this, I just ask that you would give all of us ears to hear 
Give us eyes to see. Give us the ability to understand what you are wanting to say, the invitation that you are giving to us. And call us deeper into those things. Call call us deeper into your heart. I ask for that help, please. I ask for your presence to come, even to these precious, incredible people that are before you now. I ask for your presence to come. I ask that you begin to minister to them. Lord, I'm mindful of Peter preaching to Cornelius and his group. And while he was still preaching, your spirit fell. Would you, would you come? God, if you want to minister to people while I'm still speaking, please do. I don't want to hinder anything that you desire. I only want to, to flow with you. Jesus, you promised that out of my belly would flow the river of your spirit. Holy Spirit, would you flow right now where they're at? Would you meet them right where they're at? Would you flow in their hearts in a fresh way? I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you wouldn't mind, go in your Bibles to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I'm going to read one verse, but I'll come back to some other some other verses and ideas that are around it, but I'm going to start with John chapter 15 and verse 15. This is Jesus speaking, and I like to tell people that means it's not my fault. This is what he said. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 15, No longer do I call you slaves or servants, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. The journey that I'm on, and I'm being very honest and not trying to sound humble or something, I'm being really honest with you. The journey that I'm on, the thing that has captured my heart is being a friend of God. That's what I want to invite you into. Have you ever met somebody who you feel like is a genuine friend of God? I have. I've been around people that there's something qualitatively different in their relationship with God than I even knew was possible for me. That I even knew was possible for a Christian. There was something intangible. I couldn't exactly put my finger on it, but there was something on their life that I would say, that person is a friend of God. I remember one individual particularly who... uh, it seemed like I would, I would be closer to God just by being around her. She was like an elder in the church that I was a part of in, in Mississippi. And even if we weren't specifically talking about Jesus, I mean, we could be talking about food or activities. It, but it was like when I walked away from that person, I would always feel closer to God. And I remember telling my wife about her and you know, it, it was kind of, it's abstract. You know, it's like, okay, that's, that's really interesting. But then one day we made a trip to Mississippi, and, and we had a, a, a whole gathering of people in a room, and, and this was one of the people that were there, and, and we had some interaction. It wasn't necessarily like deep or spiritual. We didn't pray together. It was just kind of, kind of uh, touching base and interacting with each other, catching up a little bit. And when we left, my wife looked at me and said, what was that? 
I could see what you were talking about with that person. There was something in the way that person walked with God that's hard for me to put into words. And it, it, this idea of being a friend of God, it's captured my heart. John chapter 15, in verse 15, Jesus said, I no longer call you slaves. In some version it says servants. It has this, this servant, slave, bond, servant, uh, uh, original understanding in this. I no longer call you this servant. I no longer call you this slave. But now I, I call you my friends. And I, I know that right now in, in the, the season you're in as a church, the theme that you're in is with the word new. And what a powerful word. What a powerful idea. As we are coming into 2022, this understanding, this word from the Lord of, of he has some new things and an emphasis on new right there in your church culture. And as I look at this idea of going from being a slave or a servant and into being a friend of God, that may be for some of you, that might be coming into something new. Maybe God is inviting you, and I believe he is. He's inviting you into friendship with him. He's inviting you into something new, a deeper level of connection, a deeper level of relationship with him. I find it significant that Jesus said, I no longer call you this, which implies that he did call them that before. When Jesus interacted with the disciples, when he called them to follow him, when he gave them teaching, when he gave them instruction, when he gave them commands and told them to go and do things, his understanding of them in that context was as this slave, was as this servant. And he said there was a transition, there was a moving from that into friendship. And I'm going to share something here with you right now that you might disagree with, and that's totally fine. Just ask your past pastors because, you know, they have all the answers. <laughs> but I don't. So I'm at, at, where I'm at right now, I'm going to suggest something to you to, to pray about. I'm going to suggest to you that being a Christian does not automatically equate being or equal, does not automatically equal being a friend of God, that being born again, being a child of God, being saved does not automatically mean that we are a friend of God. You know, we can be in somebody's family and not be friends. Some of us know that a little too close to home at times where we have family, we love them, but there's not friendship that's there. So you could be a child of God. You could be in the family of God. And not necessarily be a friend of God. And I don't know about you. I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle for just making it to heaven. When I could be his friend. I'm on this journey so forgive me for being raw here. But I don't claim to have it. I don't claim to be a friend of God, but I want to be. And I don't mean claim in terms of like, 
declaring and that kind of stuff. I don't, I'm saying that I'm on a journey and, and maybe it's only God that can tell someone that he's their friend. I don't know. Maybe someone else will see it on your life and say, wow, that, you are a friend of God. And it's not just because you're a nice person. It's not just because you're a Christian, but there's something different about your life that, that draws that out of them, that they recognize that. Maybe, maybe that's something that someone else can recognize in your life. But I, I do feel convicted within my heart that there's an invitation to be a friend of God. And that's what I long for. I've been preaching the gospel since I was a teenager. Well, I've been preaching since I was a child, really. I used to go across the street to a friend's house, and I would stand up on a milk crate, and I would preach to whoever would let me preach to them. But officially, like in a church setting, I should say, I started preaching when I was 16, and I've led over 55,000 people to give their lives to Jesus all over the world. And I've trained people on evangelism and leading people to Jesus. I've seen a lot of miracles happen. And I genuinely love Jesus. But I'm feeling called to more. I'm feeling called to something deeper. Maybe there's some level of friendship I have with God. But it's not enough. It's not enough. There's got to be more. There's got to be a deeper friendship. And I don't know where you're at with God. But He is inviting you into friendship. And we've got to clarify this idea because sometimes we, in the Christian culture, can throw around this idea of being a, a friend of God and and we can misunderstand it. And again, I'm, I'm coming to you on my journey. And, and I always tell people this, that I, I leave it as a possibility for me to disagree with myself. <laughs> so when I'm on a journey with something, that means that I'm learning about it. And later on, I might look back and go, I disagreed with what I thought at that time. And so I'm going to tell you kind of some of my thoughts where I'm at right now. But I, I, I have the freedom to disagree with myself later. And you do too. But where I'm at right now, when we use friendship with God, we can sometimes equate that with being a peer or like a buddy with Jesus. Like there, there's some, there's a an equal level of standing. And I don't think that's biblical. I think really what the Bible teaches is that friendship cannot be started with God until there is submission to God. Friendship with God is not a possibility until His kingdom is first. You see, friendship with God is not like friendship with a peer. It's friendship with a king. And that's different. You see, the king has to have his kingdom as the priority. You can't have friendship with someone who will undermine the kingdom. We know the Bible calls us to seek first his kingdom. And we know that there is significant foundational truth related to obedience. 
submitting to God, that's where we start at. That's where the disciples started at. Jesus said, I no longer call you what you started at. My followers who are my slaves, my servants. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, it tells us to be saved, that we confess Jesus as our Lord and believe God raised him from the dead, and then you will be saved. The, the starting place of relationship with the king is to bow your knee to him, to lay down all of your life before him, and to be about the advancement of his goals, of his kingdom, of his ways. Friends, I'm telling you that friendship with God, I don't think it's possible without having him first where we are walking in obedience to him. Jesus even said this directly in John chapter 15, right before what I just started with. He says in verse 14, You are my friends if you do what I command you. Right there, the, the platform for friendship is given. That becoming a friend of God is, is not, some, sometimes we make it this idea of, of having authority and making decrees or being on an equal level with God in some way. And friends, I'm telling you that while there are elements of truth to that and, and the authority that we have in Christ, there's sometimes we have to be careful because we can go too far. We can go too far be emphasizing our authority in Christ and not emphasizing his authority in us. Our, our platform and the, the continuation of the rest of our existence is with Jesus being number one, that he is our Lord. He is our master. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we live for his pleasure. It's not about me having a better day. It's not about me having promises fulfilled. It's not about me getting something from God. All of those things, are, they, they, have, they, they can be really good. I, when I'm being raw, I can say things that sometimes I would want to make uh, balanced statements to. And so I, I understand there's authority in God. I understand God gives promises. And, and, and I understand that good gifts come from Him. Please don't hear me. As I'm trying to emphasize this, I... I don't mean to make those things sound like they're trivial, but what I'm trying to emphasize here is if we're going to be a friend of God, then more than our own promises being fulfilled, we have to have our lives submitted to him. More than having authority in Christ, more than being a child of God, more than being a bride of Christ, we have to lay our lives at his feet, to seek his kingdom first. I'll tell you something really weird here, and I know you're, some of you are going to think this is weird, but sometimes, sometimes my heart breaks that there was a rebellion against God. You know, the Bible tells us about a, a heavenly rebellion. And sometimes I pray, and I say, God, I pray that there will never be another rebellion against you again. I'm, I know that, that might sound really weird, but I'm telling you that there's something. When you start thinking about his kingdom first, you don't ever want your king 
to have anyone rebel against him, starting with me, starting with us. We don't want anyone to rebel against the king ever again. I hope that makes sense. As we, we're pursuing friendship with God, we have to not only understand that obedience is necessary and a part of it, but it's, it's not the only thing. Someone can walk in obedience and not be a friend of God. It, it, it's like the, it, it's important because friendship will include obedience. But obedience doesn't include friendship. The disciples were obedient to Jesus, but they weren't friends until he said so. And so while obedience is important, obedience does not equal friendship. And I want friendship. The invitation to you today is friendship. Jesus said in verse 13 in John 15 that he is laying his life down for his friend. And he laid his life down for you. The invitation is not just to be a slave, not just to be a servant, but to be a friend of God. That's my pursuit. And I, I want to share with you about being a friend with God. That friendship is a deeper connection. And Psalm 103, in verse 7, Psalm 103, in verse 7, the Bible says that God showed Moses his ways, and he showed Israel his acts, that Moses knew his ways and Israel knew his deeds, that, he knew, that, that Moses knew the ways of God, the heart of God, the plans of God, the desires of God, and the Israelites knew the actions of God. And the Bible says that Moses was a friend of God in Exodus 33 and 11. He spoke face to face as a friend. The, the deeper connection here is where someone wants to know him. You can want to be obedient and you can want to go to heaven and you stay there. But if there's something in you that says, I don't want to just make it to heaven, I want to know him. Then you have that seed, you have that pulling. There's something of God pulling you into friendship right now. And it's not just knowing the principles of heaven. It's not just knowing the ideas and how the kingdom works. Those are in there. And again, I'm not trying to make those sound like they're trivial. They are important, but I'm talking about this, this relationship, this friendship that's a little more abstract. And I think, it, it, I think it, the desire to know him. Moses said, show me your glory. There was a cry within his heart that didn't just want to have them get into the promised land but wanted to see him, wanted to know him, wanted that connection, wanted that intimacy revealed to him. Friends, this is where I'm at right now. I don't want to just make it to the promised land. I don't want just miracles. 
I don't want just prophecy. I don't want just gifts of the Spirit. I want Him. I want to know Him. Jesus made this incredible invitation. John 17, I believe it's around verse 3. He said, this is eternal life. That you know the Father and you know the Son. This is friendship. Friendship is intimacy with God. Friendship is a place where you know the heart of God. Jesus said that friendship was with the disciples in John 15. He, I call you my friends because what I have received from the Father I have given to you. He, he's saying there was something I'm giving to you and I have been giving in your life that isn't just simply a command, but there's a heart of the Father that he was releasing, revealing, giving, imparting, teaching them, whatever terminology you want, that, that that heart of God was being handed over to them. Whereas like Moses, not just knowing the acts of God, not just seeing the miracles of Jesus, but knowing the ways of the Father. Jesus said that equated friendship. Maybe one of the signs of friendship is God sharing his heart with you, with me, where it's not just about the things that are happening in my life or in your life. And they are important, they matter to God, but maybe there are things that are on the heart of God that he wants to share with you. I don't know. I just have that feeling. Friends, the invitation, and maybe for some of you it's new, maybe, maybe for many of you it's not. It's the invitation to friendship. That's what I come to you with today. It costs us everything. James chapter 4, and verse 4, the Bible tells us that if we're a friend of the world, we become an enemy of God. We can't, we can't be people that have half of our foot in the world system and the way the world thinks and living like the world does and joking like sinners joke and just interacting in the same way that people that don't follow Jesus. We can't just be like one foot in them and one foot in God and expect to be a friend of God. It costs us to be a friend of God. And I'm not trying to put on you some legalism and, and outline things that you're not supposed to do. I trust the Holy Spirit with that. If you're wanting to be a friend of God and you're telling the Holy Spirit, I want to be your friend, I want to be a genuine friend of God, then that will open the door for the Holy Spirit to convict you or to lead you or to, to give you a set of things that pertain to your life that may be different for somebody else. And it's not legalism, it's friendship. I'm not going to tell you what not specifically to do, but I am going to tell you that being a friend of the world will hinder you. It will keep you from being a friend of God. Are you radical enough? Are you radical enough to be a friend of God? Are you 
radical enough to be a friend of God. It will cost you. He will call you into obedience. People won't understand you. Think about Abraham, who was called a friend of God, where he said, my, no, my name is not Abram anymore, it's Abraham, and he didn't have any children. But he heard God call him something different. Others may not understand you. You might live a different life than they do. You might have some different interests than they do. You might dress different than they do. You might interact differently. I don't know. All I know is it does cost us something to have friendship with God. And as far as I know, I want it. As far as I know, I want friendship with God. And God, forgive me and please help me if there's anywhere in my heart that I don't. God knows our hearts. He knows that I can tell you words. And they'd be empty. He knows that we can go to church and be empty. He knows that we can be nice people and be empty. He knows that we can be saved. And have that emptiness where there's not that genuine friendship with God. My prayer for us, for you, for me, is that genuine longing within our heart to be known by God and to know God would call, cause us to be willing to sacrifice it all. To be a friend with the king. I can't pray on you to be a friend of God. I can't. No one can lay hands on you and pray for you and automatically make you a friend of God. I can tell you that it begins with giving your life to Jesus. Being in covenant with God is a part of being a friend of God. So if you haven't given your life to Jesus, friend, do that now. Confess Jesus as your Lord. Get it right. Jesus, be my Lord. Please, God, forgive me. I give you my life. I want to serve you, and I want to be your friend. Let that be the cry of your heart. Let that be the pursuit of you. Surrender your life to Jesus. People at the church there can definitely help you do that. If you are a follower of Jesus, you're in covenant with God. There's a level of connection and friendship, at least availability, that's there just because of that covenant relationship. I wish I could lay hands on you or pray for you and automatically make you a friend of God. But all I can do today is to appeal to you. I'm appealing to you in the name of Jesus. Become a friend of God. How do you do that? Tell him, just like Moses, show me your glory. God, I want to know you.
I want to be your friend. As we close today, I want to pray with you to do that. And I'm going to ask you to pray right where you're at and pray out loud. I know that I'm not, I, I know that can be a little awkward with other people praying out loud around you, but I'm going to encourage you not to just listen to me pray. But if there is a stirring within your heart, if there's a longing within your heart, I'm going to invite you, even if you want, to go up to the front, to go and kneel before God, to seek His face. I'm going to invite you to respond. If there's a stirring within your heart right now, I want to pray with you, and I want you to lift your voice. I want to encourage you to step out, to lay before God, to kneel before Him, to lift your hands, to lift your voice. God, I begin to pray in Jesus' name for these people right now. I agree with your heart for them. I agree with the flame of passion that burns within them. God, I agree with the calling that you've placed on their lives, not just to make it to the end, not just to make it to the promised land. God, not just to make it over into eternity, not just to make it to heaven, but to be your friend. God, and we say, and right now, pray yourselves, friends, if you're not already. God, we say to you, we want to be your friend. Father in heaven, I want to be your friend. I'm so thankful to be your son. I'm so thankful to be in your family. But God, I don't want to just be family. I, I, I don't want to just be in ministry. I don't want to just be anointed. I don't want to just be articulate. I just don't want to be called uh, into ministry. I want you. I want friendship with you. I want intimacy with you. I want genuine relationship with you. God, show me your glory. Show me your heart. Show me your ways. Show me you, God. Reveal yourself to me in a fresh way. Let this be a new day in us. Let this be a new start in us. Let this be a new season in our lives, God, where we move from being slaves, where we move from being servants, and we move into friendship with you. Hear our cry. Hear our heart. Forgive us for anything we've done wrong, and let us come boldly into your throne and say, God, we want you. We want friendship with you. We settle for nothing less. We say your kingdom first. Let your kingdom come first in us. We want you to be glorified. We want you to be exalted. We want you to be loved. We want you to be high and lifted up. We want you to be known and to know you and to walk with you, God. We want genuine intimacy, not just saying our prayers not just reading a devotional. We want you. Those are good, God, I understand, but I don't want to go through the motions. I want genuine relationship with you. That's my prayer for these amazing, precious people. Pray for friendship in this next season. Let it be a new season of friendship, deeper than they ever thought was possible. A new season of friendship in them. I commit this to your hands, God. In Jesus' name. And friends, I just want to send you love. Thank you for letting me Spend some time with you. 
Send love for my wife and our children. Send love from our church. Blessings to you. Blessings on your pursuit of friendship. And I look forward to hearing about that pursuit. In Jesus' name, bless you. I'll see you later.